Hey everybody and welcome back to the Throwing Up Bricks podcast. Episode 11 coming to you on a Sunday night, although you can't tell the difference because you'll probably listen on Monday morning. Um, but as always, I'm Jared and that over there in the distance, that's Jake. The shortest recorded marriage in human history was three minutes. Three minutes? What yep. happened? Apparently the bride fell on the way down the altar and instead of helping her up, the groom called her stupid. And then she immediately asked for an annulment. <laughs> Why would you do that? Oh, my God. Well, that's what you get when you marry a jerk, I guess. How'd you know? Oh, whatever. Whatever. Take that, Kim Kardashian. Beat that record. <laughs> oh, man. Remember when she was married to that Chris something dude? Yeah, Chris Humphreys. The Chris Hump Humphreys. Man. Humphreys. The Hump Man. <laughs> he was good in 2K. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, we're a little loopy if you can't tell. <laughs> it's Sunday night. We're going to try and get through the East previews here and the playoffs. So um, uh, before we do, as always, if you want to reach out to us, you always can at throwingupbricksjj at gmail.com. That is our email. Once again, throwingupbricksjj at gmail.com. And as usual, we're available on Podpeen, Google Podcast, Pod- Apple wait, Podcast. What's a Podpeen? <laughs> what's a Podpeen? I, okay, you know what? You know where we're available. Yeah, they know. All right. If they're listening to us, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But I didn't know we were on that cool new station called Podpeen. Um, <laughs> all right. <laughs> we need to get on with this. It is late. <laughs> all right. Let's just hop into it. All right. Um so Eastern Conference previews, playoff mm-hmm. matchups. Which one did you want to start with? I I don't really have a preference. I think we could just start with the top with the Bucks. Okay. Yeah, let's do that. Let's get the kind of less interesting ones out of the way here. Yeah. All right. I'm good with that. Uh, like you said, it's probably not that interesting. Um, <laughs> if I if I wanted to jump ahead, I would just say I predict the Bucks in a sweep here. But uh, yeah, um, I, I, maybe I agree. You, you agree? Good. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, as bad as the Bucks looked in the bubble, the Magic are, are just playing bad. Period. So, so um, it doesn't really matter, right? Um, yeah. It's it's kind of a, a run it back of last year when the Bucks faced the very depleted Pistons. Yeah. 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 Very much like that. Uh, I mean, they don't have anybody to guard Giannis, right? Mm-hmm. Most contenders have to like, if you are a contender, you need to have at least one guy that you can nominally put on Giannis for a few possessions at a time. And yeah. for the magic, that guy was probably Jonathan Isaac, but uh-huh. you know, he's, he's, he's out. Yeah. So they're kind of up a Creek without a paddle. So yeah, the magic have kind of been stuck in limbo for the past two or three years here where they're good enough to make the playoffs in the East, which isn't that difficult. Uh, but they're not really contending to win a playoff series, so I don't know. They're they're kind of in a bad place right now. Yeah, you said it. They've been in that that weird lower Eastern Conference limbo where it looks like you're contending because the conference is really bad and you can make the playoffs, but you're really mm-hmm. not. Um, yeah. Despite all that, I, I do think there's a few things we can look for in this playoff series that will inform us a little bit going forward. Um, for me, it's how the uh, how the contributions from the Bucks role players happen, right? Uh-huh. You know what, what you're getting from Dante Givincenzo, what you're getting from Eric Bledsoe, if he's going to be classic playoff Eric Bledsoe, where he just disappears, or if he maybe shows up for once. Um, what you're going to get from Brooke? Um, I don't know if you remember, but in last year's playoffs, in that exit series against the Raptors, Brooke only shot ten of thirty-two from three. He shot thirty-one uh-huh. percent from three. So 
he's going to need to shoot a lot better. Splash Mountain's going to have to be splashing uh, tourists all over the place if they're going to do well deep in the playoffs. Obviously not for this series. It doesn't matter too much. But um, And then, yeah, uh, I just wanted to mention Middleton as well. Like, you know, uh, always always monitoring him, seeing how he's going to perform next to Giannis. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's kind of the X factor almost on most nights. If he's able to uh, make plays, be that secondary playmaker, hit his shots, be a weapon, draw attention away from Giannis. Um, it makes them really unbeatable when they're playing both playing well. And then, like you said, Splash Mountain. Um, I don't really know if the stats show it, but it seems like he's been a lot more aggressive this year than he has last year. Last year he did shoot a lot of threes and all that, but this year he seems like every time he's even remotely open, he's launching that baby. So I think the yeah. confidence has is, is been instilled in him by Giannis. And even more than just shooting threes, he's he feels a lot more aggressive. I'll agree with you down low, like mm-hmm. mashing dudes yeah. in the paint this year. Like they've given him free reign to just go to town, like Old Brook Lopez, which is is a cool new wrinkle they added to the offense. I think. Um, but yeah, uh, other than that, I don't think we need to spend much more time on this. Uh, like I said, my prediction is Bucks and four. Get the brooms out uh, going on the sweep. I'm gonna get a little weird. I'm going Bucks and five. That's fair. You know, yeah. it's the bubble. Anything could happen. And I think they have a roster full of veterans that do have playoff experience. Guys like uh, Magic. Terrence Ross. Um, you got um, Augustine, James Innes. You got guys that have been here before. So I think they could pull one out, pull a miracle, and it'll help me separate me from you and the standings here of our pickups. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Terrence Ross has gone for 50 before. Maybe he has a, a 50 spot in him here. I don't know. Yeah. Um, Another guy I didn't mention, but I think would be interesting to look out for in this series is Markel Fultz. This is yeah, going to be his oh, first exactly. playoff action, right? So uh, we'll see how he performs. I'm excited. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on then. Let's move on to what do you want to go on to? Raptors, Nets, or Indiana, Miami? Let's do an exciting one. Let's do Indiana, Miami. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Because I do think this is interesting. Um, I, I don't know about you, but overall, I think I give the edge to Miami going in just because it feels like the Pacers, as well as they did in the bubble and as much of a, you know, a, a hoorah, Rudy kind of story they are, um, they just can't score outside of TJ, really, and, and Brogdon to some extent. Yeah, they don't have any consistent scoring. You're right. They really miss. Um, they miss Sabonis. Yeah. yeah, throw it into Sabonis and get buckets. Um, Oladipo is going to have to step up if they're going to be able to, you know, yeah. make this a series and win. He's he's shown flashes where he's played extremely well in games, but there's also a couple games where he's looked a little passive, um, not willing to get in there and, and and do his do his thing. So that'll be an interesting story to see how he plays on a game to game basis. Yeah, that'll be huge because you're right. He's looked. I don't want to say this harshly, but basically he's looked like a shell of himself. Uh, you know, of, of his former all-star self, at least like we see flashes, but we shouldn't be seeing flashes of a guy in his, I mean, what is he now in his eighth year in the league? I mean, yeah, it should be like consistent. That. And, and yeah. I know he went through a crazy hard injury and a really long rehab period, but so did Nurk. And that's basically what I'm looking at. I'm looking at Nurk and he came back and he's buckets automatically. I mean, he's mm-hmm. a stud. He's just everything that the, the Blazers needed. And I know guys heal at different rates, but it just seems like, Oladipo doesn't have that top gear that he used to have so easily. Yeah, past. that's a good point. He doesn't seem to have it. Uh, hopefully this is a confidence booster. Hopefully he's uh, aggressive and he's able to get this extra playoff experience because I think this team is going to be uh, a team that's going to try to compete in the future. So I think this is important to really make a statement here and, and, and try to develop this team. 
for sure. Definitely important. Um, they can, they can at least get something out of the bubble if they yeah. get that right. Um, in terms of personal matchups, uh, I'm, my high is always on that Jimmy TJ matchup. You know, oh, yeah. there's beef there. There's friction. I'm voting for that, man. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> um, I, I think Jimmy will probably get the better of TJ. I mean, that's historically how it's gone, but um, I'd love to see it go the other way. I'm always rooting for the lesser known guy, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The NBA is always better when there's some kind of storyline behind the game, especially in oh, the playoffs. Yeah. It always makes it so much more fun. And this is going to be a good one. And just these two teams two, you know, these mid tier teams here in the Eastern conference, uh, two teams looking to make a statement, looking at a chance at the bucks. This is going to be possibly the best series of the first round. I think. Yeah, yeah. Pending that Boston Philly series, I think this will probably be the best series. Um, yeah. Uh, one other thing to watch, I just wanted to bring up real quickly, is the the Bam only lineups for the Heat, um, mm-hmm. because throughout the year, Myers Leonard was their starter. He started for them all year, basically, right um, yeah. at, at center. But he got hurt during the scrimmage games, if you recall, before the 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 ramp up bubble mm-hmm. games. Um, and so he missed basically all of the eight games except for the last two. He only played like. I want to say 15 minutes in the, in the second to last game. So he's really only played one game and that was last game when, you know, the heat didn't play anybody because yeah. you know, they sat all their starters. So, uh, those BAM only lineups have actually been killing it for the heat. You know, that's, that's a big reason. Cause that's like a perfect small ball lineup. Mm-hmm. Bam is the perfect small ball center. Um, he's big enough to guard real centers and he's athletic enough to run the floor and do other stuff. And he's a great passer. Yeah. That's, that's a dangerous lineup. So it'll be interesting because Miles Turner is on the other side. So maybe we see them go back to their standard Myers Leonard center lineups. Um, but I think they probably close with the BAM only. Yeah, definitely. That's been their their closing lineup there. It spreads the floor, gives Jimmy opportunity to ISO, gives Hero ability to operate. Um, yeah. Yeah. But I just think the Heat have more talent. When they're healthy, a little bit more firepower, and I think they just play better as a team, especially in moments like this. I think that Heat organization mantra is going to reign true, and they're they're going to be they're going to be on top at the end of it. Yeah, they certainly have more shooting. Um, mm-hmm. That that's for certain, um, which is kind of weird. I mean, you look at their roster, and yeah, they have a lot of sh- good shooters nominally, right? Mm-hmm. But um, their best guys aren't shooters, right? Yeah. Like, Jimmy's taken a huge step back from his career averages this year. Like he's only, he's shooting sub 30% on threes this year. Uh-huh. Um, and Bam's not exactly a stretch big at this point in his career, although I believe he can get there eventually. But um, so it's, it's kind of weird to think of them as a shooting team because of all that, but they get up the shots and they hit them at a great percentage because they have all their other guys can shoot. You know, Duncan Donuts Robinson is one of the best shooters in the NBA. Um mm-hmm. Tyler Hero is no slouch either. You know, Kendrick Nunn can knock him down sometimes. They got that's another players all there. over. Kendrick Dunn's back. That's going to be that's uh, huge. Kendrick Nunn's back. Yeah, that's going to be a, a big. It's going to be an adjustment, I think, for the couple games because he, yeah. you know, they've been playing without him. Um, yeah. But that's another weapon that, that they have. For sure, for sure, for sure. Um, okay, so what, what's your pick for this series then? <sighs> I think the Heat are going to win it in six games. Heat in six. Yeah, I I waffled on this one. I gone back and forth. Heat in six versus Heat in five. Um, wow. Because you can still have a close series that only goes five games. Right? Yeah. You know, like like every game can go down to the wire and it just happens to roll one team's way four times. So uh-huh. I kind of think that's when it's gonna happen. Like I think I think Indiana will get one big one maybe in the second game. 
but then the the heat are just going to close them out. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's my prediction. Heat in five. Okay. Wow. Yeah, I'm rolling with the the upper seeds so far. <laughs> um, well, all, right. all right, moving on. Uh, Raptors Nets. You want to go to that one? Yeah, sure. Oh, I mean, there's not a whole lot to talk about this one. The Nets really aren't even who they're going to be in the future. They're they're kind of yeah. this this team of scabs almost that have stepped up. But albeit, <laughs> they've played extremely well in the bubble at times. They have. Yeah, they played for their coach. You know, mm-hmm. they played hard. Yeah. Um, but you're right. I, I think this should be fairly easy for the Raps and Lord of the Bucks series because the Nets just don't have the talent they would normally have. You know, it's it's really going to be watching for Karis Levert. What can he do as the lead yeah. guy? Right. Yeah. Um, he, he, there's a lot of questions surrounding this, and there's a lot of implications based on how he plays. I mean, maybe he outprices himself. He plays so well that he outprices himself for the Nets in the future years, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe he underplays so bad so poorly you know he doesn't rise to the occasion that Kyrie and KD are like you know we need to get him out of here and get you know some help now um there's a lot to be determined with Karis because you know maybe he plays well enough that you can use him as a trading chip you know maybe you you flip him for you know flip him and a pick or something for uh Bradley Beal possibly I don't Mm -hmm. know um because that would be a great fit beside Kyrie and KD so there's a there's a lot riding on how Karis performs here um for himself and for the team. So I, I'm really interested to see how he does as a lead guy. Um, yeah. I got a silly question too. <laughs> Do the Raps drop game one? <laughs> That's, I was thinking about that. I, my prediction is Raptors in five. I think they're going to drop one. I yeah. just think this whole no home court advantage is going to be, make it really hard to sweep somebody. The back sweep they're gonna go for that exactly <laughs> you drop yeah. the first one you give them a little hope and then you sweep them out <laughs> i think i think they'll take care of business in the first game but i think eventually the nets are just kind of a good they've had good games they, they seem like they play well together and when things are clicking they end up winning so i don't yeah. know i still think the raptors are going to come out and be defending champions and play like that and, and, and take this first victory yeah yeah i'm i'm personally on the train where they lose game one because that's just what they do man that's what the raps do like Looking back over the past six years, going back to the 2014 playoffs, they're three and ten in game ones. Mm. Um, <laughs> three yeah, out of true. thirteen. So <laughs> that's a good point. But I don't think this is a Raptor team of old. This is, dare I say, the most it's the not. best team that they've had. Maybe last year they had a superstar, but I think they've played more like a championship team this year. They play like they know what they're doing. And I think they have the confidence to repeat. I think they're. You know, I changed my mind. I think they're going to sweep. I think they're gonna they're gonna get this over wow. with. Talking yourself into a sweep. Yeah, right. yeah, I totally just <laughs> flopped. I like it. I, I don't mind the confidence, man. I I don't think that'll happen. That's why I'm going wraps in five. Uh, <laughs> I think they drop the first one and they sweep them out after that. Um, okay. But but yeah, I, I'm with you, man. Um, I'm I'm interested in how Siakam performs in particular. Um, yeah. I want him mm-hmm. to show some takeover potential. We saw it at times during last year's magical run, right? Um, but yeah. he needs to be consistent. He needs to be that star that they need. So I'm, I really want to see that. I want to see that for at least three or four solid games. I want to see Siakam just take over. Yeah, he's been a little pedestrian uh, yeah. here in the in the bubble, just because they're just using these as tune-up games. But on the other side, I think the what I'm going to be looking for is playing Fleet. Um, he's yep. He's looking to establish himself Ready? as a you know more than just a starter, as a you know semi-star almost here. Um, and I think 
he's going to be the focal point of a lot of their scoring in this first this first series just because of the matchup. Um, and I, I'm curious to see how consistent he can be because he seems to have games where he drops 30-plus and then some games where you don't even notice he's on the floor. So I'm looking for consistency with him. Yeah, if he plays well enough, he may secure a max offer from mm. the Knicks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't that be awesome? That's what they do. <laughs> I'm sorry, Knicks fans. My my roommate in college was a Knicks fan. It's just you guys got it rough. I feel for you. <laughs> um all right. Yeah, so that's our predictions for that. All right, so land on to the last series, Boston versus Philly. Now this one, I'm glad we saved it for last because personally I think there's the most to talk about here because it yeah. is just it's a weird one. Uh huh. It is weird. It's weird that the Sixers fell so far, um, because even given the injury to Ben Simmons and all the turmoil and blah 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 blah, they're still a pretty tough team. They're still a talented and a team you really don't want to see in a first round matchup. Yeah, they they're still super talented, and it's weird to think about losing like an all star amazing talent like Ben Simmons, but they might be almost better from a team perspective. Um, sort of a, you know, a Ewing theory sort of thing where you, you lose your best guy and all of a sudden you kind of have this weird inexplicable burst of good play and cohesion. Um, that's not to say that that player is not amazing and that you aren't better objectively with that player, but sometimes, you know, team cohesion is worth more than the sum of its parts. Um, you know what I mean? And so mm-hmm. with Embiid as the undisputed focal point of that offense, um, maybe they flow a little bit better. You know, maybe we we think they look a little bit better. I think they'll probably struggle at least a little bit um, with their guard play because without Ben in there, they're really down to Shake Milton handling the ball, mm-hmm. right? And then some Josh Richardson on the side, right? But uh, that's not really what you want, right? <laughs> um, you'd you'd much rather have stronger ball handlers, especially against a team like Boston, which has the defenders to throw at you and disrupt yeah. you. Yeah. I'm looking for Boston to really make a statement defensively. I think we know that they can score. We know that they have Tatum and guys that can get a bucket. But I think their calling card throughout the rest of this playoffs is going to be getting huge, consistent stops and going on runs, getting stop after stop after stop, taking the momentum out of the game, keeping the other team from going on a run, and just controlling the game on the defensive end, especially with a team that, like you said, doesn't have their point guard. They don't really have a key playmaker right now. Yeah, yeah, they're missing that at the point of attack. So this might be a big series for Kemba. Um, You know, he's they've been slowly ramping him up. Boston has for the last uh, eight games of the bubble. Right. And he's he's honestly looked good in limited minutes, but it has been limited minutes. So maybe this is when they start to unleash him a little bit. You know, maybe that knee's feeling good and he gets a little frisky with it. Um, I hope so, because I love watching Kemba play, man. I mean, even even on those horrible Hornets teams. I don't know. There was something magical about it. Just a tiny guy like that, like a a sub six foot dude, just putting a team on his back and just going to town at crunch time. I mean, I don't know. There's something magical about that. Um, And I like to see that. I know it's not really his team. I know that, um, that Tatum's really the guy of the future and kind of now really. Right. But um, I do like watching Kemba. So I I hope they unleash him a little bit in this one. Um, if not, you know, maybe they don't fully unleash him for health's sake and for later in the playoffs, but I hope they, they do it at least a little bit. Um, 
I'm also going to be watching for Jalen Brown. I think he's yep. the unsung hero, really, of the Boston team, mm-hmm. even more so than Marcus Smart almost, because Marcus Smart now is at the point where he's been underrated and heralded as underrated for so long that he's almost properly rated now. Yeah. Where, where people properly um, estimate his defensive contributions and the fact that he does more than beyond the stats um, than, than meets the eye. Um, whereas Jalen Brown, on the other hand, I feel like people don't give him the respect because he's seen as sort of the Pippin to, to, to Tatum's Jordan, right? Which yeah, I don't think yeah. is a fair assessment of his talent. No, I, I get what you're saying, though, uh, as in terms of being the guy on the team. Yeah, he is kind of overlooked, especially because this year he was almost an all-star. Yeah, yeah. Like, but, I mean, people forget that Tatum went on his crazy, amazing run after the all-star mm-hmm. game, right? Mm-hmm. Or, or after at least all-star submissions were, were in, right? Yeah. Um, and yeah, Jalen Brown's been steady Eddie this year. I think that's really his calling card, that of all the players they have, he's the one that shows up every night, game in, game out, and consistently gets you 20-plus with great defense and a little bit of playmaking. Yeah. And um, he's going to be the guy that I think they're going to need that consistency from. Because Gordon Hayward's another guy out there, and he's been Mr. Inconsistent since coming back from that injury. So. Yeah. Yeah, but at times he he fits this team kind of perfectly. He can he be a playmaker and a shooter and a scorer whenever you need him to fill that role. He he is, and I don't know. What do you think they do in future years with Gordon? Because he's or, or maybe yeah. first, like, do you even consider that contract a waste? You know, is is that a waste of the contract, or did they get enough out of him despite the injury that it was? Um, obviously you didn't get out of him the true value of that contract. Um, but I think he's lived up to it as well as he could. Look, he came from, from a gruesome injury and when he came back, he had to not only regain his mojo and his game back, but fit in with a team where there was other emerging stars and another star added. Right. Right on the head. You hit it. Yeah. It's just, He's done as well as he could have to adapt, and I think he knows his role now. He's not a star player anymore. He's not the guy on a team anymore. He is a uh, a souped up role player in, in in some instances. Yeah, perfect analysis. I agree one hundred percent. I think he he adjusted when he came back. He saw these young guys were taking the reins, and mm-hmm. that's an underrated aspect of players, right? When players can do that, they can. Notice when it's time for them to take a step back for the good of the team, even if maybe it doesn't reflect on them so well. Yeah. Um, so I like that. Yeah, I like that you spotted that and pointed that out. It's a very good, good analysis there. Mm-hmm. Um, what about Philly? We haven't really said much other than broad stroke stuff. Um, down low and Bead's going to have to be massive, right? I mean, that's how they yeah. win. That's how they yeah. win the series. I mean, Bead just goes off for four games. Um, He's going to have to be the best player on the floor every game. Yeah, he's going to have to be. Because if you rank the talent, does it go maybe in bead number one, but then does Boston have like the next four most talented guys right now without Ben without Simmons? Without Ben Simmons, I would agree. I would put, yeah, I'd put Tatum, Kemba. Tatum, Brown, Brown Kemba. And, and then Gordon. Maybe Gordon above anybody. Yeah, yeah. like that's that's a rough place to be in. Mm-hmm. Um, so Embiid's going to have to use that. You throw his weight around literally and figuratively and – I don't know, pour in 40 a game maybe? I don't He's know. He's going to have to be efficient because Philly doesn't have shooters. And in a playoff series where you're playing a team that can defend and put up points, you're going to need a lot of scoring from somewhere if you're not getting it from a lot of threes. Yeah, they're really going to need it. He's going to have to be 
a Shaq, basically. You know how Shaq and Barkley are always getting on him on TNT. Get your butt in the paint, young fella. Blah, 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 blah. Um, that's my Shaq impression. Um, it's pretty good, right? <laughs> Snake of the paint, I average 28 and 10. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, he's actually going to have to do that because this is this is do or die. Um, do you think he has it in him? Do you think he actually does it? He has it in him. I don't know if he'll do it. He is okay. I like that. Unlike any other star in the NBA, where he's, I don't even know how to describe him. He's at times maximizes his talent, but then he at floats. times, yeah, he floats. He does float. But I hopefully he sees this as opportunity to shut up the haters with no Ben. But the more we're talking about it, I actually think that missing Ben is is a huge negative. I don't think there's really any positive about it because you're yeah. you're going into this playoffs without your second best player, regardless of how the fit is. I think you need him in order to make any sort of run at, at the next round. Yeah, I would say against a different team, maybe you could construe it as a positive. Uh-huh. Um, see what the team looks like with Justin Bead as the focal point. And, you know, maybe not so cluttered down low, but I agree against Boston. You need all the top end talent you can get. Like this is not a team that you can afford to be missing your either second or first best player, depending on how you look at it. Yeah. Um, Yeah. This is, this is not a typical series where you can skate by like that on cohesion alone. Um, Do you want to talk about Al Horford? He might, uh, he might have a resurgence, although his main roadblock i.e. Embiid is still there. You know, it wasn't really Simmons that was clogging the lane for for Horford. It was Embiid. Uh, yeah. Um, I just think he's not a star anymore. He's he's moving on yeah. to the next phase of his career, and he has been, uh, even with his last year with the Celtics, I think, where he's transitioning into being a role player. And that can be hard for guys who are used to being – the best player, second best player on the team. But I think yeah. with his skill set, it lends himself to that because he's a, he's a good playmaker. He can shoot. He can defend. But he's doing all those things in a non-elite level. So I think for him to contribute as much as he can to this team, he needs to be the leader. He needs to step up and, and, and keep this team from bickering and fighting and doing all that because Embiid is not a natural-born leader. I think Simmons is, but he's not going to be on the court. Right, right. I, I'm with you there. Um, Embiid seems more like a, I don't know what you call it, but on a lot of teams you have a guy that's maybe your most talented guy, but he's not your leader. He's not your emotional core. Yeah. Um, Durant. Durant. Durant's a very good example, right? He's not going to be leading guys. He's not going to be inspiring people. He's just going to be out there assassinating people. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas, I don't know, someone like Russ probably could be your emotional leader, right? Kyle if Lowry. You're, if you're going to look at that. Kyle Lowry. Um, and yeah, so maybe Horford needs to step up and be that because I'm with you. I don't think Embiid screams leader in that sense to me, which is maybe something we should think about for his, his future in this league, you know? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Cause I, I mean, for as much joking as Shaq did, he was by far a leader presence just by virtue of his presence alone. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, like his gravitas and his just domination was leadership qualities enough, even if he wasn't maybe the most mature at sometimes. Yeah, less of a vocal leader. And I think Embiid is that way too. Like He's not going to be a vocal leader, but I think he does with the distractions he causes sometimes and the inconsistency yeah. of his play and sometimes his see, seems to not care. I think that doesn't lend itself to being a good non-vocal leader. 
Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. And I think um, I think you hit it on the head. I don't think missing Simmons is a positive in this scenario for the for Philly. Mm-hmm. I do, however, think it's a positive for Brett Brown because it may just be the, you know, the card that he needs to play at the end to keep his job. Um, I mean, imagine if uh, Ben was playing and they got swept out by Boston. I yeah. don't think he saves his job after that, yeah. after being the on the hot seat gets, for so many years. Unfortunately, that's how the NBA is. If if it's none of the blame really goes to the players in terms of moving them and stuff. It's always yeah. the coach is going to be the first thing to go. For sure. They always are. Um, yeah, we've already seen that with New Orleans with Alvin Gentry being like, oh, immediately almost after they after they were eliminated. Yeah, immediately. That was crazy. Um, they only gave him one season with Zion, and he didn't even really have Zion. But yeah. And I guess his tenure with AD was just too bad to overlook. I mean, I just think it's a – it's. I think it was the right move. I think you just you're moving into this next generation of your team of your franchise. You just need a shakeup. You need something different. You need to 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 start over from scratch. I feel that that's fair. Gentry's gotten a a lot of coaching jobs, and he'll probably get another one. Right. Yeah. Um, he he's a he's a respected person in that in that field. So mm-hmm. um, he probably won't be out of a job for too long. Uh, maybe he's the new Knicks coach. We'll see. <laughs> Uh, or the Bulls coach, sorry, because the Knicks uh, signed Tibbs, huh? Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry. Okay, yeah. Um, you got anything else to say about Boston? Like, we kind of didn't talk about Tatum other than in, in passing, um, but he's probably pretty key to this series. Yeah. If he take over Tatum, that's huge. Yeah, he's shown he can do it. He's already done it before. Yes. Um, and like I said, I think he's Carmelo 2.0. I think mm-hmm. he hasn't had the utter consistency i mean he he doesn't really fade to the point where he doesn't do anything in games but i think he this is his chance to step up be like all right i'm the guy i'm gonna get the buckets i'm gonna lead the team to victory and it's hard when the team is talented as boston uh to to really assert yourself as the guy but he needs to do it and i think his teammates will respond to that yeah that's a good point um, they they seem to be all right with him being the spotlight, the leader, right? Mm-hmm. They seem to like Tatum, and they see the star power and potential that he has. And they so usually, you know, you have a power struggle almost, and that's when everything goes down the toilet. But in this case, it seems like they're pretty unified in saying, "Yeah, Tatum's the guy. You know, we'll all support him. We'll play our roles, and and he's going to take the hero shots, and we're all right with that." Even even Kemba's okay with that, it seems, which mm-hmm. is is rare to see from a guy who's in his 30s and established star in this league deferring to a guy like Tatum in his third year. So, um, All right. Uh, so you want to pick this series then? Make it official? Um, I'm going to take Boston in six. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm tempted to do the same. I want to give Philly seven. You know, I want to I say they'll take it to seven with mm-hmm. Boston winning in it at the end but um yeah i think simmons is just missing simmons is too much and we're not guaranteed that Embiid even stays healthy the whole series right yeah um, exactly he's gone in and out of series before in the playoffs uh you know we we kind of didn't talk about it but his durability is his main detraction um mm-hmm. other than you know the fact that he floats sometimes so yeah i'm with you i'll take celtics in six as much as i hate to give the beantown boys anything to cheer about um i think i think we got to give them that much respect yeah, they're they're going to be dangerous. I mean, a lot of these Eastern teams, uh, even including the Heat, you know, they 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 have the chance to make some noise. They do, yeah, because the Bucks have looked bad, 
And I think that kind of rang the dinner bell for the rest of the Eastern Conference contenders, exactly. right? Uh-huh. They're like, oh my God, this super juggernaut that looked amazing all year and unbeatable, they suddenly look mortal, very yeah. mortal. So we, we got to take advantage. Afraid. No, 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 no. They're not afraid. They're drooling at the mouth for that opportunity. So um, yeah, I, I'm actually really excited at the top of the East. Um, I think both conferences are actually going to be really exciting when we get to the later rounds, the second round and beyond. It's going to be some yeah. dog fights, man. Um, yep. yeah. All right. Well, uh, yeah, that was pretty good. Quick too. took a little bit longer there at the end. We talked for on Philly. Like always, we talked about Philly forever, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, well, so be it. I probably won't be here much longer. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> yeah. All right. So going forward, um, in terms of our scheduling, I think we'll stick to the same days if that's all right with you. Um, Tuesday night, Thursday night, Sunday morning. Yeah. Um, the good thing is now we can just go in depth about the games and really talk about them in their entirety instead of doing these vague kind of things because we have to cover so much content. Now we can really dial into individual performances and stuff. Right, right. That's exactly what I was going to say. Now, now we can focus in a little bit more because there's going to be at most three or four games in a day. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so we can really hone in on these these matchups yep. um, and break down you know the best games or break down you know the performances that we're really liking so far you know the playoff performers the real playoff piece yeah <laughs> um <laughs> and they won't be paul george ever because i hate that guy yes um okay so <laughs> i guess we'll see you guys again on tuesday um be on the lookout for some fun pods where we got some ideas brewing we got some uh ideas that are non-current basketball related um that we think you you might like so so keep an eye on that feed we might be coming out with those on a semi-irregular basis you know as supplements to our main basketball Mm -hmm. pods um yeah so that's all i got to say jake any final words of wisdom get a boo (laughs) classic all right get a boo from jake and peace from me see ya